Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcast. We're your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses, from your professional life to your emotional health. You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 podcast. I'm Suzanne Kearns, a mom and dot 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 LGBTQ ally writer, and this week a real grown-up furniture owner. After 15 months, no more mattress on the floor. I mean, when did we move into this house? Last July. During the pandemic. Yeah. I've learned my lesson about getting rid of furniture too quickly during a move. <laughs> well, and when you order new things during a pandemic, when everything yes. is stuck on cargo ships and it just takes extra time. So excited. Well, and I'm Missy Stevens, mom and dot, 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 writer, foster care advocate. And this week, girls weekend getaway trip planner for the first time since I think my last girls weekend was February, 2020. So, so jealous, very excited. And speaking of excited, we are beyond thrilled for today's guest. She lives up to her brand as a supermom. Lori Oberbreckling is author of Secrets of a Supermom, How Extraordinary Moms Succeed at Work and Home and How You Can Too. And I'm holding the book up here for our, for our YouTube viewers. She is a wife and a mom to four tiny humans, all while working as a corporate executive and nurturing several side hustles. She helps moms who want it all develop the skills, habits, and confidence to happily have it all. I mean, skills, habits, and confidence. It's like, oh should be gosh. the tagline of our podcast. That's what we're going for here. Welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So excited to have you here. And now yes. before we get into the details of the book and all the exciting information that you have in there, would love to hear a little bit more about you and your background and all those side hustles and maybe a little yeah. bit about your family, whatever you want to share. Sure. Absolutely. So as you said, I am a wife. I have four kiddos. My oldest just turned 12 and my youngest is five. So there's about six and a half years between the four of them. So went from no kids to a whole lot of kids <laughs> uh, really kids. fast, right. To all the kids. Um, and, and yeah, I have been in corporate America for, for a long time now, 17 years, I think in, in corporate America and work in pharmaceutical research and it is incredibly challenging, incredibly great, but I also really missed creativity. Uh, I missed creativity in a lot of the things that I loved to do. And so on the side, I would do things like scrapbook and I would do things like take pictures and I would do crafts and I would make parties and I would do all of these other fun things. And so mm -hmm. I decided in 2017 that I would start a photography business on the side. So I photograph families and newborns and just kind of do this on the side um, of my, you know, my normal day job. And then in 2020, when everything went berserko, yes. I was listening to moms and they were struggling, right? We know that we know families struggled a lot, but moms struggled arguably the most. And so I had been thinking about writing a book. I didn't know what it would be on. And I feel like this is it. I feel like I can write a book that will help moms and really show them that with some skills and habits and things in place, they can make not perfect lives, but they can sure make things easier. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote the book. Uh, I wrote it in 34 days and oh what? cranked it out and 
and here we are. So, so now Sam and I are both like, oh my February. I know it's I craziness. Have a, I have a book proposal that I've been working on uh, for what, four years now, Missy? <laughs> About the same <laughs> amount of time I've had a draft sitting in my drawer that needs to be reworked. Yeah. 30 more days. Okay. So okay. that's going to be my new NaNoWriMo. I'm going to like just <laughs> knock, knock a book out in November. I mean, it can be done, but we kind of need those skills, habits, and uh, maybe yes. the confidence. Uh-huh. So where did you get all this great information from? Yeah. So we typically interview coaches, people who are like, that is their you know, that is their trade, either sure. career or life coaching. But I got to say, you know, what I was hesitant when I was reading the book, because I was like, oh, maybe more for a tipsy ellipses, because we do moms that aren't coaches interviews that are still doing really cool things mm-hmm. in our tipsy ellipses. But I got to say, a lot of the tips and strategies in here, I mean, it's stuff that we hear a lot of the coaches say. Yeah. And I think something that falls into the realm of like, really actionable and really valuable stuff. So is this just from your own reading, your own research? Like where were you pulling a lot of this from? Yeah, a combination. So I actually started my career in um, counseling and marriage and family therapy. That's where I started Uh, out before I moved into research. So now we're talking like almost 20 years ago. So we're talking about a long time ago, but But a nice foundation. Yes. And none of that has really left me. Mm -hmm, I've always, all of the the things that were very important at the time are still very important now. They're all important for humans to live well, yeah. right? To live life well. And so none of that really ever escaped me. And so I continued to talk about it, continued to train on it, uh, continued to practice it, right? On yeah. my own self. And then also uh, on the other side is, so I had these skills that I had built and had continued to learn about, but I also interviewed and surveyed about almost 200 moms. Uh, in creating the book. So before I wrote it, I did this survey and then, uh, you know, reached out to a number of them and talked to them and said, what are you doing? What's working? What's not working? What is, what is really tripping you up all the time? Uh, You know, what is your, your number one win, right? What is the thing that you Mm -hmm. always do? And that always works for you. And so getting all of that feedback allowed me to pull all that together, my past education, my knowledge, and then all these moms saying, this is what's working. And this, what is, what is not really, really not working and, and put it together in the book for the 16 secrets that are in there. I'm just so curious because your, your profession is in research now. So obviously we have, so did you pull from that to do this research or did you work with an outside group to, to research? Nope. Just did it all on my own. So my, um, my industry is totally separate from that. So just really on my own reached out and said, Hey, there's some moms I know I'd love to survey you. And then Uh, As I started to do that, I went, oh, wow, I'm getting incredible. So my goal was not 200. My goal was just get a little survey done. And so then I thought, wow, I'm getting really valuable information. Do you know some moms? Could you share this? And then we just shared it and we, you know, we got a lot, a lot of feedback. So it was great. Yeah, that's what we just heard from Lisa Stromberg from uh, Work Pause Thrive. She was our last episode. I'm trying to remember what we said before our 40th. Oh, before our 40th. But um, yeah, she said, you know, eventually her publisher was just like, okay, you got to write the book. But but there were so many people who wanted to share their experience and fill out the survey and have their, have their uh, experiences be heard. So yeah, yeah. we just love to do that, right? We love to be able to answer surveys. We love to do quizzes and those sorts of things. We just want to share. We want to be able to, and talk about things we don't always get to talk about. Right. Right. Moms are doing all the things they don't get to talk about how they're doing all the things as often. Exactly. Right. I think it says a lot about 
uh, that missing piece for moms for so long that I think people like you and like, we are trying to make that change that we have a lot to say, whether it's currently really valuable stuff or if things we need to see change, we have a lot to say about that. And so it's a great um, service you offer to just let people talk about it and then compile it in a book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of the book, was there a piece of it that you were struggling with? Was there anything in your 16 tips that you thought, well, I'm not doing this well. And whether the book helped you figure it out or you're still working on, is there something that's still kind of a struggle? Yeah. The first, so there's three parts. The very first part are the key secrets, right? The four things that really everyone needs. And one of those is help. And one of those is very difficult for me. So asking for help (laughs) is still really hard. Um, It's really hard for me to say, I can't do all of this. Um, And, and even if I can do it all, I don't have to do it all. Right. It's hard for me to say I could fit all these things in, but I would be exhausted and maybe angry and maybe impatient. And I don't have to go there. I can, you know, I can ask someone to help me. I can say mm-hmm. no, I can set boundaries, I can do all of these things. And it doesn't say anything about me. It doesn't say I can't do it. It doesn't say that I am not good enough. It doesn't say that I'm not a good mom or I'm not a good employee or I'm not a good executive leader or I'm not a good anything. It just says that I know where my important boundaries are and I'm willing to set them. And so that has been a struggle for me for many years, many oh, years. Yeah. And, and it still is, it still is. I I would say probably every day, there are places where I have to say, no, 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 that is not a big yes for you. You have to stop and you have to say no to this. How do you see that play out at work? I'm just curious because one of my go-tos at work is yes, 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 because it's work and I'm being paid. So how do you do that? And how is it responded to by the people around you? Um, so that is a hilariously timed question because I literally had a meeting <laughs> yesterday with my leader, right? And he said, how are you with setting boundaries right now? His exact <laughs> question to me, how are you wow. with setting boundaries right now? Because he knows that is, that is a struggle for me. I will say yes to all of the things. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, I usually am saying yes to things that are awesome, right? I'm not saying right. yes to things that I hate. I'm not saying yes to do like a terrible project. I'm saying <laughs> yes, because it sounds amazing, Yes, but I can't do everything. And so mm-hmm. it is, it's very hard for me. Um, one of the, one of my go-tos is I can't do that right now. I may mm-hmm. have time in the future. Uh, I may have time in three weeks, you know, if I'm looking at a schedule. And so that's often a softer way of saying no for me because maybe it's something they need right now, or maybe they really want me to be part of it and they're willing to wait. And maybe that's okay too. So it really, um, that has been, if I know it's something that is super awesome, but it's just not going to fit in my schedule right now to kind of put it off. Yeah. Oh, that's really smart. Yeah. Cause yeah, the title's kind of like, I love it. And then part of it, originally, I read the wrong way. So I want to clarify that for anybody. So the super mom idea, because we feel like there is this super mom, kind of this Pinterest worthy, Instagram worthy mom. Uh But when you're talking, when you're talking about the super mom in this book, it really is just being your best self and setting up your life in a way so that you can be your best self. The goal is not to be the ultimate mother that's doing all these amazing things for your children. So just in case... Yeah, no, you're, you're saying the great, the best thing, because for me, I want an amazing career. 
right? I love working. I love having a career. I love working with brilliant people. It is an absolute joy for me. But guess what? I love making crafts with my kids and making dinner with them and hanging out with them just for fun and watching movies. I love that too. I want all of that. And I want to feel present and happy in both. Mm. And I feel like in order to do that, you have to know how to be a super mom. And that is really being a super mom, not throwing elaborate parties or, or being perfect on the outside and crumbling on the inside. Yeah. It's just knowing your priorities, setting those boundaries, enforcing those boundaries. I mean, so yeah. So I just wanted to clarify that for anybody else who's like, is this going to be something about making, you know, the best cupcakes? No, (laughs) it is very much so many. If you like the lessons and the philosophy that we talk about here on the podcast, it's reinforcing a lot of those habits and a lot of those thought patterns. So I just wanted to clarify that in case anybody else, I just had that. I don't know why I just had that original trigger. And then I was like, oh, no, 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 this I, this is exactly everything that we uh, believe in. But yeah. that super mom thing always is this idea of not saying no. It's yeah. you know, uh, yeah. that's what my original conception of the word was. It meant that you do do all the volunteering, you do say all the yeses. You you know you don't say you no. do not sleep. Yeah, but, right. It's but true. I'm, I'm glad you addressed it on a work front because we're doing that for things that you don't even get paid for. It is a whole different element of pressure when, yes, you are getting paid for it. So I love that mm-hmm. it, whether you're getting paid for it or whether it's a volunteer or something that you're doing for your kids, I like that idea of like, I can't do that right now. I mean, that works. That covers the base for everybody. Yeah. 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 And I think like, yeah. we taught our children to say, I don't know how to do that yet. Mm-hmm. You know, that growth mindset type yeah. stuff that they, they really worked on in their elementary school, which I love. So instead of, I can't tie my shoes, it's, I, I'm learning. I don't know how to tie my shoes yet. So it's that same concept of, I don't, I can't do that right now. Yeah. I'm not saying no, 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 but I'm saying not now. And if someone else comes up that can do it sooner, fine. Yeah. That's yeah. Fine. That's great. Well, that kind of leads into time. You had really great stuff around time management. Um, oh, and that yes. is, yes. And we've kind of brought up this idea of we've spent a lot of episodes talking about who we are, value setting or whatever. But I do think that the two areas tie into each other. Like you need to know what you're managing. <laughs> like, like we talked about right. the idea of organizing your refrigerator when it's full of moldy food. Like, like, yes, it's, it's doesn't make any sense to reorganize and have a beautifully stacked refrigerator full of spoiled food where in same thing you can have a beautifully managed you know trello board of things that are not getting you to where you want to be in life so we so we love tying in those two pieces of like knowing what you really want and then figuring out um how to make that work into your life and part of it is you need to get the time management to even be able to think about what are the things that you value. So it is, yeah. it's, it's a little bit of a, I don't know, and we're chasing our tails there, but um, especially as the world is opening up, I think that we are feeling it. A lot of our listeners are feeling it. We are a little rusty at setting those boundaries around invitations and the volunteer requests. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? You know, you got to decide which things you want to say that I'm, I can't do that right now too. Yeah. But like, is that a gut thing? Do you have like a three-step checklist that you go through in your head to be like, this is something that I want, you know, should be doing, or this is something that doesn't make sense for me right now. What are your strategies for thinking around those decisions? 
Yeah, I think there's a couple of things. So one, as things start to open back up and we start to have all of these options, right? We've got so many options for things that are coming back. But I think we went from moving at a hundred miles an hour mm-hmm. to nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Everything went away. And we have this beautiful moment where we can pause and say, what did I really miss? And what didn't I miss at all? What was something that left my plate and I literally never thought about it again? Maybe Mm -hmm. because it wasn't fun, because it wasn't lighting me up, because it wasn't getting me towards goals. Maybe there were people Mm -hmm. that were part of it that we didn't love. Right. And then what were the things that, wow, I missed that so much, you know, all I wanted to do was, you know, go back to the office or all I wanted to do was go back and have church in in person, or Mm -hmm. all I wanted to do was be part of this group. And those things, those are the things we want to add back in, but those other things, we've got to take that really intentional thought and say, did I actually miss this? Do I actually want to put this back in my life? Because if nothing else, if the pandemic does nothing else for us, let it be a light to say, here's what was really great about my life. And here's what wasn't so great. And what I don't have to go back to because Mm -hmm. I didn't do it for a year and a half and I don't have to go back. So I think that is sort of a beautiful moment that we have that we can take advantage of. But there are two questions I also like to ask for this kind of, I have to, right. I have to go back to the office. I have to volunteer for the kids classroom because I always did it before I have to, whatever. My my first question is, do you, as in, do you really have to, does it have to be you? Does it have to be done at all? Do you have to do this? Because the answer almost always is no. Now, if you're getting paid for something and you've been hired for that job, then yes, you have (laughs) to do that. If you'd like to keep your job. Right. You have to do that. Do you have to feed your kids? Yes. But do you have to make a gourmet meal every night? No, you do not have to do that. Right. So do you have to? And then the other question that I like to flip around is if you've decided that, yeah, you probably do have to, do you actually get to? So do I get to take my kids to school every single day and pick them up every single day? Because that's what I get to do right now. And some days that's really hard to work meetings around, but I sure also love it right? I love that Mm -hmm. I have that privilege of being able to do that because that will go away. And I know that it's going to go away for me in the blink of an eye, right? They're going to grow very fast and I will never do that again. And so changing that mindset around and saying, do I actually get to do this? And it's not about have to at all. Um, you know, making food for my kids at, at, you know, I like to cook, but I know lots of moms don't Mm -hmm. you, but you get to make amazing meals for them or Minimal, simple, easy meals for them, right? To keep them alive with basic (laughs) nutrition. I I get to, yes, I get to serve my children. Um, But but just, I think that those two questions really get to the root of most of it and Mm -hmm. really help you decide what needs to stay and what can go. I love the idea of get to, and I've been employing that actually. It wasn't quite in those terms, but, and I can't remember who we interviewed, who talked about this. I so we think it was around it gratitude. Up. I think it was around gratitude. Yeah. So maybe Nancy Davis Co. But mm. it, that idea when I, I tend to wake up in the morning and think, this is what I have to do today. Kind of mentally go over that checklist, but in a half to, I have to get this done, this done, this done. And seriously on a day that I can wake up and say, I get to go do these things today, or I get to vacuum the floors today. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, it sounds a little Pollyanna, but it does work. Like I have, I'm, my body works, my brain works. Yes. I get to go use that and do all of these things. Hey, and my vacuum person. did break a couple of weeks ago. And hey, hats off to Dyson. They sent me a new rotor head for it. But I really, when I vacuumed that first time after we got it, I was like, like I get I to vacuum it. today. Yeah, well, and, and I hate cleaning house, broke but I, too. I oh well, you apparently you're getting a new one. <laughs> sounds like yeah, sounds they're like sending us a new part. Yep. Service. The um, yeah. I think I love to have a clean house, but I hate actually cleaning it. So in my mind, it's the, I get to have a clean house today and yeah. there's just a path that has to, that has to happen for me to get there. But I, at the yes. end of the day, I know I'm going to be looking at a clean kitchen and mm -hmm. clean bathrooms and yeah. everything put where it's supposed to go. Oh, it does. It feels so good. So, yes. so yeah, if we get to, I think, uh, and I, I love that it was brought up by someone who was talking about gratitude. Cause I think mm -hmm. that's the perfect way to frame gratitude, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now we're talking about the things that we're going to fit into the calendar. I am like, uh, a day planner addict, except for I never find one that is like perfect, but I will, I will die trying. Like I love them <laughs> so much. There's nowhere happier for me than like a stationary store with all the day planners. Oh, and there's, yes. there's God, so much paper. hope and potential there it's for so me to true. just get my together, but somehow <laughs> pretty pens and pretty books. I think I'm going to rule know. the world with them. I know. And every time I buy one, I'm like, oh, this Hibichi no techno planner is going to be the one or whatever it is. And I, I get close. I get close. I got to tell you, my post-it solution that I thought was so great, Missy, not working for not me working. right now. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I love to hear what people who really seem to have things together <laughs> are doing. Like, what is your favorite way of making that time and space to actually do the things that are on your calendar and keeping all that organized? Oh, it's such a great question. And you guys are going to hate some of my answers. So one of my answers, <laughs> I know you'll hate it. One of my answers is I wake up at four in the morning every day. I, okay. It's and, been nice talking to you. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think you have to do that, but my most energized time, my most clear time, and my time that I know I will have at least an hour before any other human that needs me in this house wakes up is 4 a.m. So that is why I chose that. It has gotten earlier and earlier as I've gotten older and as my kids have grown, but that's one of the things. So I plan my day during that window of time. Uh, and I love that. And I totally get it. If you are like, I hate you, I'm not ever going to do that. Uh, so I totally get it, but planning your day, having a time where you're filled with energy to be able to go over your day or your whole week. If you want to do that, you know, I look at that on Sundays, but you could do it either way. But my things that I do, I use a daily planner. That's a paper, you know, like a, an actual book paper planner. Mm -hmm, yeah. Uh, and then we also have a shared digital calendar. It is through cozy. If you are familiar with the app cozy mm -hmm. and my husband enters in there, my oldest kiddo has access to it now, and they will continue to get access as they get older and get phones. And of course I have access. And then my husband built a digital board that goes in our kitchen and that app displays on that board. So everyone, we need a all the picture of it's, that. I'll send you a picture. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, everyone, anytime what? anybody comes here, they're very jealous. It's super cool. So that is how we stay organized. And as a family, everyone knows what's happening because they're looking at that kitchen board and they can see what's happening any day. Everyone's assignments are on there. Everyone's tasks, everyone's, we can do meal plans on there. We have weather on there. We, all the things. Looking at our faces. I know. Like, <laughs> it's the coolest. 
so, so, the, cool. so that digital paper combination with having something visible to our whole family, that kind of trifecta is, is a win for me. I mean, it just yeah. works. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah. going to get kind of nuts and bolts here. Let's so you're talking these. about sitting down and planning your day. So you get up yes. at four o'clock and do that. Like, does that take from four to six? Like no. how much, like no. how much time do you spend actually being like, this is what I'm going to do today. <laughs> yeah. I spend probably 30 minutes on Sunday planning the whole week. So it okay. only takes me like 10 minutes per day to just go through all the tasks. And I mean, I'm talking, I go through all the things on the list. So that's, do I need to get meat out for dinner? Is there anything I need to prep for, for a meeting that's later? You know, do I have an interview today? What do I have to wear today based on what I have coming up? Right. Mm -hmm. um, I do a workout routine in the morning on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So that comes after that planning time. And, mm -hmm. and yeah, so it's, fairly fast day to day because of that Sunday planning time. Got it. Okay. So I have to know what time you go to bed at night. Ooh, uh, I like to get in bed after the children are in bed. We put them to bed at eight 30. And so I like to be in bed by nine and asleep by nine 30. If I can make it happen. Wow. Okay. Well I mean, then the goals. four o'clock makes sense then. Yeah. Yeah. I aspire okay. to be a morning person. Maybe not midnight anymore. That. Well, yeah. so that's it. Yes. Because so here's my thing. And, and I know some of you can relate because I've talked to moms that, that, you know, are thinking about this is that they try to stay up late. Yes. It's that revenge time. Well, revenge they're not time. actually like, they're not really night people, right? They're not spending those. So let's say you put your kids to bed at night. They're not spending those next three hours writing a book, working on their planning, um, doing an exercise routine, doing yoga. They're not doing any of those things. Most of them are scrolling, watching TV, yes. doing downtime activities, but not really activities that are building them up and giving them that energy that they really need. And then right. in the morning, when you wake up with your kids, now where are you spending your energy? That's the me time. You're not, it, you've lost it now. Panic. So yeah. without finding that time, it doesn't have to be at 4am, but it's gotta be somewhere. Then you kind of feel like you never got to it. And so you're yeah. always trying to scramble. And, yes. and I think that that, you know, mom struggle with that for sure. There was that amazing article about how that is, I think they call it revenge time where yeah. women are staying up super late at night because somewhere in our brains, we think that this is for me, yeah. <laughs> this is, this is my time. Yes. And even if it has zero value, I'm claiming it. Um, yes. I think and, I saw like a little meme on that, that they, mm -hmm. you know, they were like falling asleep so exhausted, but I must stay up 20 minutes longer. And I, you know, I'm like, why just go to bed? Yes, I know. I need to find a happy medium because yeah, yeah, I yes. am kind of a late nighter and we've got a 16 year old um, who yeah. she goes to bed later than we do. And so yep. it's kind of, we've lost that flow of the kids go to bed and then we do our yes. night. And so now yes. it's just like, it's just, there's always someone up. Um, I, I have a friend who says her kids tuck her in. Yes. <laughs> and it's Kind of, and she has, you know, much older teenagers, but yeah, we have a 15 year old in the house now. Yes. And if he has practice and homework and wants to eat dinner and wants some downtime of his own, we have limits on that, but still sometimes his limits are later than our limits. Yeah. That, that ends up being super late. And the latest I pick up any children is probably eight 30 uh, for any activities that we do. So that's, you know, of course, a little bit later night for me and night, for them, yeah. but mm -hmm. you know, I don't have anybody that has practice till 10 PM. I'm we're not there yet. We're not in that stage yet. Yeah. So I imagine my life will continue to kind of, you know, circle evolve. as yeah, evolve as those, as those ages come. 
And you can yeah, get strategic can... about using that time, you know, when you're waiting in the car, that could be your planning time. It's just a matter of claiming that time and being strategic with it instead yeah, of Yeah, are you scroll, saying scroll, TikTok scroll. is not a good use of that time? <laughs> That's when I... I TikTok is when I sit in the car. That's yeah. when I go down the scroll hole because I'm waiting to pick somebody up. And I Zoe suppose. came down this morning to breakfast and was like, I am I'm, I'm taking a break from TikTok again. She's just like done. So when a 16 year old is like done with TikTok, and I, and I was like, why? Like, I'm almost like trying to yeah. talk her back into it. <laughs> like, why would you do yeah, that? Yeah, my husband took it off his phone and I was like, what? You did? Don't you like it? Isn't it fun? And, you know, he's going, it's, it's a time suck because he can't control when he does that. You know, he realized that his self-control was not there. And all of a sudden he'd go, oh, I have a meeting and I'm watching. Yeah. And he yeah. was also getting some content that was questionable. Oh. <laughs> like well, I've never and, gotten that content. <laughs> and I don't want to break any uh, copyright laws or anything here. So I'm not going to show the full page. I'll just show a little bit of it. Um, but there is this great grid in the Secrets of, of Supermom book about the terrible time wasters. And it's like a bingo card. And Missy and yes. I were saying we both had a full blackout. This, I mean, <laughs> so, task jumping. Oh my God. So guilty. Oh, uh, procrastination, lack of routine, Facebook. I mean, yeah. Multi trying to multitask LinkedIn. It's so funny. You think of LinkedIn as productive. Some days it does become my new Facebook um, right. because the people that we are talking to with career coaches and around careers, obviously LinkedIn mm -hmm. is our little place of choice for um, yeah. getting to know really interesting people there. So it yeah, well, and there are so many great articles, but after mm -hmm. you read four great articles in a row, you're going, wow, I just wasted 25 minutes, maybe not wasted, but didn't spend that 25 minutes the way I probably meant to spend. The yes. Minutes. And mm -hmm. I, I love how you said that is because it's not necessarily wasted. Right. Like if you had a time scheduled in your week for this is when I am going to do my reading and this is when I'm going to do my research, then great. That article is then purposeful, <laughs> intentional. Um, but yeah, if it's blocking out all the things that you meant to do that particular day, it just has a way of throwing everything out of whack. So, so do I you have tips there. for changing that mindset? And maybe I'm the only one who does this, but I doubt if it. I block out time <laughs> to say, this is going to be my reading time and I save articles or I have my books that I want to get to, there's something inside of me that thinks, well, what if that time doesn't come? Or what if by then it's too late to read this article that I really should read it today? Or what if I miss a chance to post on mom and about it or something? It's, it gets in my head that I really should just stop everything and read it right now. Mm -hmm. Or Suzanne and I send each other stuff all the time. I should make a file of that and read those things and then figure out what needs to be posted, but I don't, I'm just doing it as it comes. So how can yeah. I break that? Yeah, I think, I think, I think, no, I think, no, I don't think so either. I think as it, you know, we, we do think as we come because we, we feel like it's going to go away. Right. Mm -hmm. We feel like, or I might forget that. Um, and so yeah. getting into, I think really, sometimes it's just a bad habit, right? A habit of me saying, I get this and I do it right away. Instead of changing that habit to say, I get this and I write it down, or I get this and I save it in a folder. My process is I get this and then I do something else, not mm -hmm. the, you know, that cue is must be read right now. I must read you, you know, I I'm going yes. to be lost if I don't. And so it really, I think is noticing it, right. That's always our first thing is noticing what we're doing. Smart. That's maybe not working. Mm -hmm. And then saying, what do I do now? What could I change that behavior, that routine? You know, if you think about habit research cue, you know, and then routine, 
we've got this cue, we've got that trigger, and then what's the routine I'm going to do? So is it going to be save it in a folder? Is it going to be flag it in my email? Is it going to be, you know, write it down on a little list that I have, like a little post-it note, right? Mm-hmm. However we do it the best, I think that that's a good way to just start and say, I don't have to do this right now. Because so many things, you know, think about the times when you've got a text message and an email and, and all of it feels like it should be done right now. Well, it can't. All day, every day. Yeah, it can't. Yeah. You have to be able to say, no, I, you know, I check email from this time to this time, or I, I do certain tasks, you know, and, and I know that not everybody has that capability. Certain people have uh, jobs that are far more uh, urgent than others. Right. Right. But you definitely have at least some time in your day that is flexible to you that you could use. Um, so I think that those are, those are some good tips. I fully just had my stomach flip moment. I have one almost every episode where I'm like, Ooh, I'm doing that speaking to me. (laughs) That's speaking to me. I mean, I'm sure I've talked about it on a number of episodes, but it is a real struggle of mine. I'm not great at time blocking. I'm great at getting a ton of crap done in the day, but not in a way that leaves me feeling peaceful. Yeah. And I want to feel peaceful and I want to not always be scared. I'm dropping a ball or all the balls. And is it the right Mm -hmm. stuff even like, do you get to the end of the day? I mean, I, I have these days all the time. I get to the end of the day and I maybe finished 47 tasks, but one was moving the needle anywhere, right? Moving the needle in my job or with my family or in working on my authorship and the kind of all of those things that go along Mm -hmm. with it. It maybe was one thing. And it was really just a lot of stuff that could have been done tomorrow, could have been done earlier, Mm -hmm. you know, just so making sure that those are the right things, because sometimes we want to be busy and not necessarily productive in the right ways. Yes. Oh, that gets you. I think, <laughs> I think we just found your quote meme for like, previewing the episode. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. that is amazing. Okay. Uh, you look like you had a question, Suzanne. No, I'm just, I could go on forever. I could go on I forever, could but too. I know I'm just I making sure. What time we is it? I know we got to be respectful of time, but I know you had some questions around rest, right? The, I do. We I love do. your whole like chapter dedicated to rest. Unrest. That's why we and I'm a just, hug. Seriously, rest is a thing I've been obsessed with lately because I've talked about this before too. I've always been a pretty good rester. I listen to my body. I know when I need rest and I do it and I'm making progress on not feeling guilty about it, but I'm not there yet. So how do you, how do you talk to moms, especially who are thinking, I have to stay up all night. I have to get up at 4 a.m. and I have to go to bed at midnight and I have to do all of these things. And if I take a nap, I'm a bad mom. How do we work around that guilt and take care of ourselves? Well, one, I love, if you're struggling with rest, I love making a list of things that are restful to you because they're not Mm -hmm. the same for everybody, right? So you're saying, Missy, that you don't struggle with knowing what those things are. You're willing to do them. You just feel guilty when you do actually (laughs) do them, right? And so I think with guilt, I think that everything comes back to being intentional and being aware to me. Mm -hmm. So for whatever it is, is doing it things on purpose and paying attention. So for example, um, I, I like to use the example because of this is something that made a giant difference for me is I changed my eating habits, uh, in 2017, I think, or maybe it was 2016. I went back to work. Oh yeah. 2016. I went back to work with when my youngest was born. Uh, and I went back to work with all the children. I never took much time off, but I had heard about the whole 30 and I had heard that that diet would help with all sorts of things, not weight loss. It wasn't about weight loss. Yeah. It was really about being a super mom. And I called it that 
It was about being more patient, being uh, more energized, being all of these extra things. So by doing this whole 30 and really paying attention to how that food impacted me, I -hmm. saw, wow, I am way more energized. I am way more patient, way more patient. And so being able to do it intentionally and see those things happen, I said, this is a way of eating for me. Now I can't be perfect and I never will, but it's a way of eating that I have been able to very easily see is working. So with the same idea, rest, when you take a nap, then when your kids wake up, I'm willing to bet you're more patient with them. You're calmer in general. You feel better. You are maybe more excited to help with homework or more excited to do (laughs) dinner or more excited to drive them to 75 million places that (laughs) night. And so that feeling, they get that too, right? They can tell when you're stressed Mm. and yucky. They might even ask you, why are you so stressed? Why are you in a bad mood? You know, what's going on? And so knowing that by being intentional, you can see that rest working for you, that rest, making you better making you a better mom, making you just everything that you want to be. And so it is a lot harder to be guilty if you know what it's going to give you. So that I think is a really nice way to get out of that guilt cycle. It is. It goes back to knowing your why, you know, your why for what you're doing in your volunteer work, your career, your family, like know your why. And if my why is that I don't want to hurt people <laughs> then maybe I need to rest. <laughs> no screaming bloody murder with your face. No. And I do have a child who will say, how'd you sleep last night, mom? They know. Mm-hmm. Interesting. They, know. they don't miss anything. They yeah. don't miss a thing. And of course I want to be like, I slept fine. What do you mean? <laughs> they know. They know. Yeah. Oh they'll be like, gosh. did you have a bad day at work? what happened? Who was on the phone, Mm -hmm. right? Like they know that something is not right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they can see it in your face. They can feel it in your energy when you're driving the car, like, Hey, you know, so I think uh, Mm -hmm. it, when you rest right and you get what you need, you know it and you can tell it in all the other areas. Yeah, that is so true. And I think the same message that you're just saying about rest applies to a lot of the things in your book and this idea of super mom, again, not being the super mom to everybody else. This is about being a super mom for you. And then because of that, you're able to be part of everybody else's life in a much more pleasant and whole way. um, Contributing member of society. Yeah, Everybody gets that benefit, right? If you're more amazing inside, Everybody benefits by that. Your kids yes. do, your partner does, your coworkers do. You know, if you're an amazing leader and you feel amazing, you're going to be better at the people that you are supporting. You're going to be better at the people that you report to. You're going to just, I feel like it is this overflow that just overflows to all of it. So, yes. Yeah. Oh, love it so much. So, yes, Secrets of Super Mom. Yeah, we're going to have to have a off the record part two, where you tell us how you wrote a book and just a little over a month. That's crazy. Seriously. It's so inspiring to me because it is a matter of looking at everything you've got going on and planning appropriately. And it's, that's why I think that kind of talk makes my stomach flip because it's calling me out. I know what I'm not doing. I know what I need to do. Let's go. We know know. it's in there. We just, are we going to let it like hide or are we going to bring it out and say, all right, this, this is what's happening. I'm going to address it and I'm going to fix it, you know, or, yeah. or not fix it or say, I'm not fixing you. And, you know, <laughs> right. I don't turning have to around do that. And saying goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it is. 
Oh, and that's what the whole podcast is about. So we hope that there was a lot more tummy flipping out there for listeners too. the same stuff that Missy and I've been like, yep, 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 yep. We're going to highly recommend the book. Yes. And and I hate to do it a disservice. I mean, it's incredible to say that you wrote it in a little over a month, but this is not a book that you're like, oh, yes, clearly someone only took a month (laughs) to write this. Right. I mean, that's why why we were blown away. Yeah. It is (laughs) packed full of great information. And I think a lot of that does come from, I mean, obviously very successful in your career, but also your past experience that you said in family counseling. Mm -hmm. And um, so there's just a a lot of different levels that come together and understanding understanding what raising four humans can be like and what needs to happen in order to pull that together. So do you do any uh, book events or anything or any talks around it? Are you primarily doing a pharmaceutical job? So I do. I have a podcast. So I talk about the book and the podcast. And then I've done some kind of smaller events. We weren't really, you know, everything was still pretty locked down when the book first came out. So no book tour or anything like that. But certainly I've done, you know, individual, if if folks are thinking, oh, I would love to have her come speak. Totally happy to do that. So you can reach out to me on Instagram or on my website. And, and I love doing that, you know, because it's really fun to get real questions from real moms that are really struggling and be able to work through that in small groups and that sort of thing. So really fun stuff. Yeah. And also can't recommend the podcast enough. So where is the best way for people then to find you and to find the podcast? I'm assuming at your website, but yeah. Website secretsofsupermom.com is really where everything is. It's where the podcast links are, uh, you know, all of my social media You can get the book there if you want to grab the book. And so, yeah, that's the best place for me. Awesome. We'll put it all in our show notes as well. All right. So we are going to kick off the look, listen, learn segment where it's just a little opportunity for listeners get to know you outside of your professional life and to enhance all our dot, dot, dots after mom. So um, they can be silly or useful or useless (laughs) useless <laughs> or, useless. Yeah. or I, it can be something that's cutting edge and trending or as my sopranos viewing habit decades old <laughs> so yeah. Lori, would you like to kick off you can do yeah look listen or learn or all three okay so look uh i am always reading a book always my goal this year was 50 books i'm, I'm on track to get to 50 i'm nice. not there yet Wow. Um, but right now I'm reading Take Back Your Time by Christy Wright. Oh, that one. Okay, I don't know that um, one. But it's really talking about work-life balance in kind of a different way. And obviously I love to learn about this kind of stuff because yes. I think it's so important. It's so important for, for moms. And I think it's important for women. And, and so I'm excited to get more into that book. I'm only, I don't know, 30 pages in or so, but I'm liking it so far. So ready to finish that one up and then, you know, move on to my next one. I nice. love, love, love reading. Um, listening. So I, my most binge listened to podcast, I think is crush the rush by Holly Haynes. She works full time, has twins, uh, and then runs a business on the side, runs a coaching business on the side. So she's doing all of this at the same time. And it's kind of mind boggling, but her, so her podcast episodes are short and actionable and it's really just good stuff. Cause it, you know, that's kind of what I'm doing too. Right. So learning from her mm-hmm. has been cool. Um, and then learning, I am in a mastermind. So I am doing a retreat this week. We have not started, but it's going to be soon. And so that's my next big learning. I'm excited about that. I love retreats and workshops and all of that stuff is just, it's so fun to work with other women. It's so fun to just learn a lot, but also be able to apply it right Mm -hmm. after. And so I love that kind of stuff too. Oh, does it have like a central theme? 
Yes, this one's a content theme. So kind of using your content in the best way. So for me, my content's my book, right? So how can I take a chapter of my book and use it in a whole bunch of different ways and help people in a whole bunch of different ways using the same kind of central theme. So I'm excited for that. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I can't wait to see what comes out of that for you. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I'm hoping it'll be, it's about being efficient with it as well, right? Being able to take a lot of things to a lot of places, but not require a lot of time because- we're all, you know, lacking that, I suppose. All right. right. What about you, Missy? Good luck following um, that up. No, no <laughs> kidding. Am I not quite that good? Okay. So after we talked about time sucks, I'm going to talk about TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have either of you seen Noodle the Pug on TikTok? Have you no. come across this yet? I don't do the TikTok okay. unless you yeah, send you it to me. It. Okay. So not long ago it was the first time I ever saw this during my sit in the car scroll time. And he's this old pug. And every day his owner goes to say, do we have bones or no bones? Is it a bones day or a no bones day? And he'll pick the pug up and the pug either stands and that's a bones day or it like flops back down on its bed. And it's a no bones day. And it has become like, it's, it's just infiltrated its way into the TikTok land it's crazy how things do that on that oh app. Gosh. But so all these other people are making posts about how, well, they can't go into work because it's a no bones day and <laughs> singing songs about what kind of bones day they're having. I was thinking about it when, when we were talking today that we all have no bones days some days, and we need a strategy for that. Noodle the pug needs no strategy, obviously, but we <laughs> need to know what to do on the days we wake up without bones. And I love thinking of it like that. It just <laughs> kills me. So that's my look this week is that I have been looking at the TikTok and everything that pops up in my feed has some sort of bones reference. And it just kills <laughs> oh me. Now I got to TikTok go knows how much you love it. And now I'm yes. going to feed you everything that you Which want. Which is, I mean, it's a sneaky algorithm. They oh, it have, is. Oh, you don't oh, even I mean, need to click on me. anything. You just look at it and it knows. Yeah. Oh, and I'm I sure now I've talked get, about yeah. it. I told my kids to get off mine. I was like, you're going to mess with my algorithm. I don't want to see what you want to see. Get off my TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see the dances right? or <laughs> kids doing pranks or trick skateboard things. I don't want to see that. No, yes, exactly. You want to see Fine a dog for somebody, flopping not for me. down. Yeah. I want to see Noodle <laughs> in his bones. I love Noodle the pug. That just like, it seems so, so like pugs so are not cute. noodles. <laughs> no. And when he flops down, I mean, he just sometimes goes face first into the edge of his bed. Like he's just like. Oh my gosh. We are all you noodle. Yeah. I feel you noodle. Like I relate. So, and I've been listening to, um, I I feel so basic, but I've been listening to Adele's new song easy on me. Have y'all listened to it? I love Adele. And you know, most of her songs are breakupy relationshipy. And though, of course I had some sad breakups in my life. I've been fairly fortunate and I have been married a really long time. So it's not like, I feel like she's singing for me, but I, (laughs) everything, a lot of her songs, I should say, I can put in terms of my own life. So it's transition time, making changes, having to let go of something old to do something new. Mm -hmm. And so I have been loving that one. And then just going through my Adele library and having very emotive belting it out sessions so sorry for my neighbors. Cause I can't sing, I can't sing at all. Oh, <laughs> that's my I favorite belting at the top of your lungs. Oh, the best that feels so good. So and good. I get so much more done. If I am, um, if I have music, that's 
speaking to me on whatever level it is. Yes. And I've been trying to work on an updated playlist for the book I'm writing to go with my main character. I had one, but she's grown a little bit since the first draft and she's changed. And so I'm at looking for songs that speak to me on that level. So Ooh. that's been super fun okay. too. I'm, I'm going to interrupt here. Is that a book coach idea? Like, did the, no. have you met with your book coach yet? No, I haven't even sent in the paperwork. Oh, I know. You, I okay. Doing okay. It, I'm coming after, <laughs> you. It. I'm coming after <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. But no, that's, I've heard other people talk though, about having a playlist yeah, and I way love back that. when I made a list of songs that were what I thought she was going to be, but she's not that anymore. Uh -huh. um, so I'm having to update for this second draft, this long awaited second draft. Yay. I love it. Uh, so yeah. So I think, yeah, I'll leave it there. I'll say I have a couple other things, but I'll leave it there for this week. All right. What about you? Okay. So I have been watching and it's all done. We already binged it all. Midnight Mass. Have you ever heard of this? I heard of this. It is. It's on. Yeah. You don't hear these because you go do productive things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poor Lori. She's like, you too. No wonder you're not getting anything done. Yeah. Watching a pug all day long. <laughs> all day. <laughs> is midnight mass it's supernatural horror um it's on netflix and it's on this isolated island but it's like one of those east coast like misty cold islands not like hawaii tropical island um and this community starts having all these like supernatural events and there's a mysterious priest that arrives and it's the homecoming of this guy who has been in prison after um accidentally killing a woman in a car accident and so he's coming home to live with his parents on the island kind of with a tail between Ooh, his legs misty. um and it's super, like, I'm sure that a lot of the religious themes got lost on me since I'm the resident heathen. But as going through, like, an entire lifetime at uh, St. Paul's Catholic Church, it was shocking how, like, just a note on the organ, I'd be like, I know that prayer. Like, I mean, I could do the full mm -hmm. prayer. I knew all the moves. I was like, man, that's it's, it's just, in there. it's muscle memory. Talk about habits and, you know, association. Yeah. Like I have not been in a church for 20 years, but boop, I could came right back. I, yeah, I can do the whole, I could have been a, an altar boy if you made me because I know all the moves. I know their moves. I know my moves. Um, but yes, yeah, so that was just kind of interesting, but it's, it depends what y'all are into. I thought it was pretty, it, as for like supernatural horror, it was, but with, but with the message, <laughs> but with oh. like, it had a little depth of character okay. a little more than it wasn't just someone, you know, going around and being all stabby. There was like some, there was some deep thoughts in there too. So, so I think Netflix releases a horror show every year about this time. And is it the same? Like, do you know, is this the same guy? Like there was the haunting of Hill house. I, it might be because people were saying that the director is someone they're like, oh, that director always gets me, you know, okay. like leaves me, you know, with mm -hmm. deep thoughts after it instead of just being, oh, I'm glad everybody got away. You know, it's yeah. it's more of a thinker once it's all done than just yeah. a bunch of people. Get right. It's not slasher type stuff. Well, it gets kind of gross there. but <laughs> <laughs> Do not watch while eating. <laughs> oh, okay. I have to think about if I'm putting this on my list. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting. I mean, it was interesting enough that like every night we'd be like, okay, let's go see what's happening over at, you know, 
Midnight Mass when there's a lot of other shows <laughs> that we give up. We usually get things like two episodes and then we're just like, this isn't yep. worth it. There's too many things. So um, so that and then listening. I'm still listening to Cersei. Um, it's, and anybody who's been listening to past episodes is like, Suzanne, how long does it take you to listen to a book? I have, I have read and listened to one. like five books in the course of trying to get past the third chapter of Cersei because I was really intimidated at first because they started like rattling off this huge list of Greek gods and goddesses and mythology and mm -hmm. stuff. And I was like, I don't know enough about any of these people to know what's going on. I don't recognize any of the names, but enough of our guests on the show have actually recommended this book that is like, okay. I mean, I think it was Julie Lithcott Hames. I'm like, seriously, she's not going to recommend a bad book. So, um, so I I kept with it, and oh my gosh, it's this lovely story about a woman discovering herself and fully living as her most self self. So, yeah, I mean, if anybody else is reading it and is like, oh my gosh, this is just a they whole keep lot going. of going. Yeah, because for a while it was just like, oh. I, am I going to need a chart to memorize all these names and who's whose son and who's, you know, having an affair with who, whatever. But now it's just a lovely uh, lady on an island, you know, singing. She does a lot of singing, Missy, <laughs> belting out the tunes on the island. But and probably not hurting her neighbor's ears. <laughs> uh, no, no. Um, but anyway, so that has been, now that I'm into that, that is one of those. And I'm like, I, I'm usually like, podcast 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 but it takes a really good book to get me out of that mode and like mm -hmm. every time i've got my headphones on i'm like Ooh, what's cersei doing now so uh, <laughs> it is very good and then both missy and i were at the mom Two virtual conference last week and i'm still processing a lot of the stuff that yeah. we learned there oh my gosh it just turned every time i opened up the screen. It was so awesome. Nancy Davis Co. was there. KJ Delantonio was there and doing really great sessions on podcasting. And I mean, it's just all the people that got us to the point where we felt confident enough to come on. So we learned a lot from that, but it was very awesome to hear a lot of these amazing smart women saying that we were at this national turning point where, mm -hmm. you know, women truly are the unpaid social safety net of u.s society and because of covid the number of women in the workforce is now back to the number from 1989 like progress has just boop. so it crushes I'm, my soul if yeah I, yes. I hate hearing all of that it just yeah yeah it's, it's and terrible. it's i mean and there's one i mean Part of me, when as being a stay-at-home mom, Missy and I talk about this, where I'm like, oh, it feels like I'm totally letting go of all my feminist principles. But there is part of it when you're making the choice to do it, where like, no, that is the ultimate feminist principle mm -hmm. to be able to make a choice that's best for you and your family. Yeah. But I cannot imagine that all those millions of women. That was not a choice, choice for so that many people. That was not a choice. Um, so, you know, as we talk about, I got my smash the patriarchy shirt on. And I don't think it's necessarily that a bunch of men said quit women. Um, but no. it was, it's very obvious that there there's are expectations no in infrastructure place. in place. No, there's bad infrastructure, but there's just social norms that people mm -hmm. and families and whatever just automatically go, well, one of us has to stay home and watch the kids. Right. I guess it will be, It'll you. be and, you. And maybe these conversations weren't had before in marriages or maybe, you know, they weren't had in the mm -hmm. office place, but apparently we all defaulted in one particular direction. And that was sending women 20 years back in the workforce. So 
Is that 20 years? I can't. No, my God. No, it's so much years. longer than 20 years. Oh, years. Yeah. A, I'm old. What did you say? Was it last week? Yeah. You said 10 years ago when we were in college? No. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm no. feeling so youthful today. <laughs> That's great that you feel so young. I am. But, oh, and the other thing, because I just want to end this on a super low note, is um, how much... <laughs> How much is tied to employment insurance, 401k, social security, and like, there's so much that is bound to employment. And then when there's no safety net besides women, you know, saying, okay, yeah, I got to stay home and make sure the kids can do virtual school for a year. Um, It's, it's just, we need, we need to do some work. And I, I was excited to see just how many really smart, amazing women are out there doing the work and coming to conferences and teaching the rest of us what we can do in our daily life to help fix it. So I'm very hopeful for the day. And Christine Co. ended up with the idea that let's get to a place where women, anyone can focus on what they want out of life, not just what they feel they should or need to be doing. And I had all kinds of other stuff I was going to talk about the Christine Coe's great advice for how to decide whether you should spend time with someone. And I'm going to put that, maybe we'll make a little bonus thing out of that. because it, it's, it's a little yeah. lengthy and we've already gone a couple minutes over, but Christine Coe has the Edit Your Life podcast and uh, we just love her. And she's had some really, she's on a roll with some really amazing articles. Um, I think she does usually yes. Boston Globe and, um, um, Washington Post. She's had and some stuff. of the posts, yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll do a little Christine Co. devotional. <laughs> we'll, we'll share some information about her, and then also yes. these amazing tips that she had in her session about how to decide whether or not to say yes uh, to keep that boundary up um, for if someone asks you to go have dinner and you're trying to decide is this worth my time. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we're going to end it with a teaser. Then there you go. Yes, there it's a high go. note and a teaser. Oh, I'm so gosh. inspired to go dig more deeply into the secrets of the super mom. Oh, I know. I'm going to, I seriously, am going to make a copy of this page and print <laughs> it out and put it every, I not just at my computer, like in my car, in my whatever. I should just, you know where I need, I don't want to show you all my driver's license, but I need to put it here, which is on the <laughs> other side of my phone. Yeah. So that when I open up my phone, it's like a little message. I used to have a message over here. My screensaver was write your book. Um, and, but then it gets covered by all the little, yes. the little notices. I'm like, well, I can't write my book because I got a Twitter thing I need to look <laughs> at. So yeah, I need to put it on the other side. Yeah. But yeah, um, that, that graphic, it's a good reminder. Like if you just look at it and think, I don't want to fill those squares today. Yeah. Like how, how do I, I not, not fill, fill those, those squares? squares. <laughs> yeah. And this book is full of great ways to not fill those squares or to be very intentional the way that you you fill your day and I'm just so excited yeah. about it. I can't wait to hear more about it and have discussions about it in the group and put some of these lessons into place in my life I know some yes. of them have been there at one point or another and they need a little refresh sure. so good reminder but oh Lori we're so excited to have had the opportunity to talk with you and get to know you a little better and so just want to tell everybody to go to your podcast. So it's this yes. all this information that you got here today, you can get like on a regular basis and get yes. a lot deeper dive as well. So um uh, make sure can we get your URL again just uh as a yes. reminder. Absolutely secrets of supermom.com and that's all where right. it all is. Terrific. Such a pleasure ladies. So fun. You guys are so great. Oh well thank, thank you. you so much. So nice Re- to meet you. Really appreciate you spending time with us yes. today. Yeah. We're happy to be Bye one on. of your blocks. <laughs> yes. All right. 
Thank you so much for joining us for the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show today. And if you know someone else who could benefit from today's episode, be sure to share it with them. Also, please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in the show notes over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, you can find us at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. You can find links to the group, all of our socials, and our questions and comments section over at our website, momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you so much. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.